This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, 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 Miss Heather. Well, 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 indeed. Uh, I think this episode kind of proved that Whitney wasn't just totally making up the whole Lisa sucking dick for courtside tickets thing. I think she clearly heard that out of Angie's mouth. Because Angie clearly hates Lisa Barlow. I have my Diet Coke, by the way, in honor of Lisa. I never actually drink Diet Coke because it does make me feel like shit, but it's like, it's just serotonin. I mean, actually, that's not true. I totally drink Diet Coke every time I go out to a restaurant. Mmm. I'm going to drink it right now. Hold on one second. Mmm. Mmm. That's so good. So yeah, we're going to get into it, but real quick, thank you guys for all of your love and support. I've been getting really great messages lately, just thanking me for the pod and for the content. And so I want to thank you for thanking me because I do appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. It means a lot to me. It really, really, really does. And um, if you haven't already, take those thank yous and turn those into a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it helps me out like you wouldn't believe it makes the pod look so sexy and so legit and if you listen on spotify if you just give me a quick five star rating boop, that helps too and for my vip queens if you didn't see i dropped the bethany carol fallout episode it's exclusively for you okay real talk guys I did that episode, but I, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell I talked about. I mean, I think I dissected it. I don't think I made any sense. I it was kind of just like a season 10 recap because I sort of just went through season 10 and what happened. And obviously I analyzed it, but there's so many nuances to a friend fallout and it's kind of hard to do in one episode. Um, it was, it was a bigger undertaking than I realized. So I'm kind of workshopping it with you VIP Queens. I'm waiting for your feedback to see if I made any sense in it. I am, I don't even want, I'm like hesitant to even release it to everyone. I I'm like embarrassed by that episode. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so that is up. If you haven't checked it out on YouTube, it's only on YouTube, only literally available to like a few, the few of you who are VIP queens, thank you so much. I love you. Your shout outs will be in the episode description. And okay, enough business. And let's get into this episode. The episode is called Choir of Chaos, and that is a very appropriate title because it is chaos. And this opening sequence, the editing is all about the juxtaposition of what's happening inside versus what's happening outside. Because inside is this choir audition and outside 
is chaos because the very first beat is Angie and Whitney in like flapper outfits. Like this is something that I wore when I was in recitals or, you know, in like a high school musical. And it's Angie and Whitney being like five, six, seven, eight. And then it cuts to Jen, Jen's confessional. And she's like, what the fuck is Angie Harrington doing here? with her dollar store leotard outfit, which I'm dying at because it's also insulting Whitney because Whitney's in the exact same outfit. And then inside, Meredith is introducing their first auditioner, who is this guy with a sweatshirt that says unhinged. And he starts singing badly, you know, just very like, oh, when the saints, like he's, he's, he's doing something very specific with his, voice which he thinks sounds good in his head like if he does his voice like that he can probably hit notes that he can't really hit but you know what I mean and then uh outside now we're now we're back now we're outside Dana asks Angie K who we're meeting for the first time if she knows Angie H and she's like only what I know from Jen and Lisa and then cut to inside Jen has this auditioner signing up and she's like, okay, what, what, what are you? He's like a tenor. And she's like, okay, show me what you got. And she makes him sing and she is just hyping him up. Unfortunately, she's so good that I'm entertained and I hate it because here we are watching a season of Erica Jane. And I mean, she granted towards the end of the season, she tried to show us her, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sympathetic side but she tried with that like therapy session uh and like she went to lunch with Sutton and had the Popeyes she kind of tried to show us a little bit of her softer side but Jen is just better at like seeming to be likable because her she this is her calling being this wind up a crowd of well I mean a crowd I put crowd in quotes crowd of people auditioning but then outside, Angie Harrington's talking to Dana awkwardly, really awkwardly. And she's doing this thing where she's like, you know, I only met you for a bit at ski day. And I, did, I wanted to talk to Lisa, but she wouldn't. And translation on this, she's super embarrassed because Dana saw that or because Dana was right there. She tried and she tried to pull Lisa aside and Lisa was like, uh, I'm not talking to you. And it's an awkward thing to be like, can I talk to you? And that person's like, no. And then you're left standing there like, no, okay. That's silly. So Dana was probably right there looking at her like, "Mm, so not going to talk to her. So she's trying to bridge that gap. But then Angie K steps in and is like, don't even try it with Lisa, you fake ass bitch. And Angie, Angie H is playing dumb. And Angie K is not, she's like, you opened fake accounts aimed at targeting Lisa and she knows that you did. Angie Harrington isn't even good at lying. I have never one time opened a fake account. Never in my life. I, it's like the words are barely coming out of her mouth. I'm sorry. I know Angie K is getting heat online 
from people saying she's thirsty. And I can I get it. Like I get people's criticism. I don't know why. I like her. I feel like she's deli- maybe because she's on the side against Angie Harrington. I really hate Angie Harrington. I spotted it last season and she's continuing this season. But the way you go to her confessional and she opens her hands, looks up and fabulously says, she's lying. She liked a comment that was posted within like 30 seconds. You are involved 100%. She's just very controlled for doing something so savage. She's doing it very like smooth and I like it. So maybe I'm tacky and a little thirsty myself. Who knows? But I, I, I thought that she, I, I was like cheering for Angie K. And then I went online and I was like, oh shit, is she thirsty? Oh no, because people were talking about how she's so thirsty. And I was like, oh no, do I have bad taste? I do have bad taste. That's okay. And so Angie Harrington is truly trying. She's trying. Me and my husband don't share an account. Angie K. Okay, but you share a marriage. But then my favorite in all this is just go back and watch this scene and just focus on Whitney's face as she's processing what's happening. Because her face is like equal parts disgust and then terror that she's in a flapper. Like of all the outfits to be matching, it's a ridiculous outfit. It's a dance costume. And then in her confessional, she's like, I feel really icky and silly being in a matching costume with Angie right now. I just want to put my top hat over my head. I wish I could just disappear. (laughs) Okay, so now inside, from inside comes Jen. And she's like, are we ready? Let's do the two-step. Don't you get tired, guys. And she is like hyping him up. But then Dan is like, oh, no, 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 wait. She, She pulls them over. And I thought... When Angie K was talking to Jen about what's going on, because Jen, uh, Angie K is letting her know what Angie H just did. <laughs> She's like, okay, I just confronted Angie H and she denied it all. I assume this was happening like away from Angie Harrington, but it turns out Angie Harrington's just like right there. So Angie K goes, let's be honest. Can you really say that you had no idea that your husband did this? Angie Harrington, none. Oh, Jen? Jen's like, oh, oh. She went from hyping up this crowd to immediately losing it. So Jen, Angie, you're full of shit. You know what your husband does. And she goes, nope. And Jen's like, I'm glad you're standing there with a smirk on your face because this is really hurtful. And so Angie Harrington assumes that Whitney is going to be on her side. So she goes a smirk and looks over to Whitney like, can you believe this? But Whitney is like, you are. Oh, my God. Like Whitney is like, oh, my God, this is really happening. She's freaking out that she's on the wrong side. So Angie K is telling Angie Harrington what's what. And then Angie Harrington is responding and they're going back and forth. You can't really hear what's happening. But then Jen screams, let me talk. It's me. God damn it. It's me. But Angie K, she switches real quick and she starts doing that like, shh, be quiet to Angie Harrington as she starts to talk. Angie K is a good, 
you want Angie K on your side, okay? She she is backing Jen up. She immediately was like, be quiet, okay? Even though she even though Jen was telling her to shut up too, she didn't take it personal. She's like, got it. You be quiet now. We we stop talking, okay? Jen is gonna talk. And so Jen goes off and says it's really hurtful or whatever. But it, that's your husband, you know. I'm held accountable for things, just like coaches held accountable for things. You know, we're held held accountable for things. And then Angie H, she goes there. She says, the things that you're being accused of, is Sharif taking shit for it? And Jen, I'm innocent. And then they cut inside to someone singing beautifully Amazing Grace as Heather is closing her eyes and taking it in, listening, just like being moved, like, "Mm, yes, that is right, honey. Take me to church. So then her assistant, though, is like, "Uh, you, you need to come outside. Something's happening. So as Heather walks out, Jen is yelling about Shaw Exposed. And now I think this must be Heather's worst nightmare. Because it's like of all the people for Jen to be screaming at, this is not the one. Because Angie is like Heather's... Because Heather hates Lisa. Remember the reunion? This was like their big ticket item was that Angie Harrington was spilling all of Lisa's secrets. And so Angie H. obviously looks to Heather and says, Heather, do you know my husband to be a bad guy? Heather, no. Jen, even, okay, so we all know by now that confessionals are shot later, but even Jen's reaction in her confessional is on point. She acts like it just happened. She's like, ah, ah, like she, she like looks over as if Heather's right there. She, Jen cannot believe it. So, but Jen points out, cause Heather tries to say, well, he took ownership and she's like, no, no, no. He got caught. So he had to own up to it. It's not like he contacted me and said, hey, this happened. It's like he got busted and had to own up to it. So then Harrington has the fucking nerve to say, you know how many fake Instagrams there are? Okay, right there. But then guess what? That happens. And Heather walks away fast. That was, I was like, excuse me? She walks away. She bolts. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <clears throat> That's kind of a big deal. So, but the Jen walks after her, right behind her, and she's crying. And she's like, Sharif is so mad. Sharif is so upset. And she goes into the bathroom with Meredith. In Heather's confessional, you guys, this is, come on. She goes, this is becoming ridiculous. Let's be clear here. Jen Shaw is in a washing machine of turmoil because she has been indicted on federal charges with the prison sentence looming, not because she's getting trolled by Chris Harrington on Instagram. Okay, let me unpack this. All right. Okay. So. When Whitney made it about herself on the Arizona trip. Heather was up in arms. Heather was so upset because this was supposed to be Jen's trip and she needed this. Chris Harrington making a whole Instagram account 
is pretty bad. I mean, online trolling is all re- like I, I get a few bad comments on a post or a video and I'm a little upset about it, but I can only imagine the level of hatred that they get, especially Jen. And if Heather, if that's your girl, I can imagine this is pretty bad. And so she's downplaying it suddenly, specifically just for this thing. And I kind of just thought, while you're throwing the and you're throwing the charges and the prison sentence out like pretty comfortably. I thought that was kind of shitty of her as a friend. Okay, so now though, Lisa walks up and in her confessional, she's like, I know Heather and I have to have a talk, but step one is showing up for her today. And let's face it, I'm the only one that can sing. (laughs) You guys. Then she enters, I mean, she just knows what she's doing with her sunglasses on. That curtain opens. I'm here for the audition. I mean, like, you guys, that's fucking, it's like she's so good. And Heather hates that. So Heather, she's like, why are you here? Do you want to be in the choir? Lisa, I want to support Heather Gay on her mission for spirituality her own way. (laughs) Oh, my God. Heather's like, fuck. God damn it, that was good. She's so good. She's too good. And then Heather's confessional is, I'm shocked to see Lisa, but I feel like her showing up is a way of saying I'm sorry. But, you know... I still can't stand her. Okay. That, all right. Like, so, who's mean? Who's the mean person? You know? Like, that's fine if you can't stand her, but then why did you go and have lunch with her at the beginning of the season? And why do you act like you want to be her friend? And it's she's just contradicting herself a lot and not really showing up authentically if you ask me not like they're all super authentic you know it's a reality show but still but then you guys lisa sings listen <laughs> listen i <laughs> i don't i can't When they cut over to Heather's face, Heather's like, how did this bitch do this? How did she take, like, how did, (laughs) how did she know that she could pull this off? How did she know that she didn't have to be like an amazing singer, but she could, (laughs) she could, she could do this scene And it would become iconic. She doesn't even like, like Lisa even does like a hip hop at one point. Like she's kind of like, you know, like just casual. (laughs) I don't even, I can't. And then she, and then she's done and she goes, is that it? Like, as if like, she's like, right. Like I got it. And Corey and Jeff, the judges, I think it's Corey. Corey's the one that's not her, not like the one that will be, that that we met last week, I believe. 
Corey is eating this up. He's like, that was beautiful. He, someone in my DMs hit me up. I can't remember who it was. I think it's one of my favorite followers. Like, um, fuck, what was her name? But she goes, she, she's like, he is living for the camp. He, he, he also is, he will later when he does her, I'll save it. I'll save it. But he's like, okay, we are here for this. Okay. We, this is what we're here for. Like the cast is going to literally play along. Okay, fine. I'm here for it too. He was like, that was beautiful. He loved it. They, you nailed it. And then she goes, woo. And then turns around and in her like little boots, she's like, okay, where do I exit here through here? <laughs> like, bitch, you came in through there. <laughs> then the very next shot is her going out. Hey, guys, did you hear my audition? Did you love it? Angie K hugs her. She goes, I did. You're such a good singer. She goes, thank you. <laughs> it's so good. Like, this bitch has so much... <laughs> confidence it's like I never want her ever ever to ever become aware of what's actually like what what we're actually falling in love with like I don't want her to know that we actually don't necessarily think she's a good singer I want her to think she's a good singer and think that and be proud of herself that's why I like when she does her her very rehearsed reads and then she's like proud of herself when she's done. Like when earlier in the season when she's like, I've eaten so much humble pie. I'm surprised I fit in this dress. And then she like smiles afterwards like, right? Like, wasn't that good? It's her, it's her, <laughs> it's her silly like level of confidence. It's just, and I get why I didn't like her immediately because like, I don't have enough confidence to enjoy it, but now I get it and I love it. And oh my God. Speaking of no confidence, a producer asks Angie H in her confessional what she misses about her friendship with Lisa. And Angie thinks she's so funny. She's like, not a lot, Lori. <laughs> Whatever. So Angie, because Lisa sits down in like the little waiting area. So Angie gets up because she's like, I don't want to be here. And she like slips as she turns the corner. I couldn't tell if she slipped with her on her shoes or if she slipped because she got scared. Because as she turned the corner to find Whitney, she notices Jen is actually coming towards her. And then she's like, Whitney, can we go over the routine? But Whitney's like, I really don't want to be here with her. But Jen crosses in front uh, to like go into the other room and Lisa's like, hey, Jen, how are you? Are you good? And obviously Jen's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Lisa's like, everything feels like weird. And then so she goes off to check on Jen. Meanwhile, Whitney and Angie go in for their audition. But listen, I am not going to hate. I didn't know Whitney was a dancer. Because Whitney did a triple turn. And that same guy goes, oh, a triple. That's a lot. Okay. He does a, just a triple. And he, like, okay, I don't, I need to know more about Whitney's dance background. So anyway, now we're back to Jen. Jen's telling Lisa what happened. And so obviously she's talking about Angie, but then she talks to the real thing that hurt me was Heather siding with Angie. 
And she goes, if Heather tells me that I just need to get over it or that Angie is right, I promise I'm going to tell her to go fuck herself. Get the fuck out of my life. You are the worst fucking friend. You are the most materialistic person. The only reason you're fucking with Angie Harrington is because you think her fat fucking elf on a shelf husband is going to feed you and put you on a fucking yacht, bitch. Okay, listen. Okay. Okay, I had to write the whole thing down because Lisa was left speechless. I mean, you have to think that like if you are feuding with someone and then someone gives that level of a read, you're like, I'm living. But you can't be too excited. You have to be like, you have to play it cool. You have to be like, okay. I think at one point Lisa goes, I'm sorry I didn't get here earlier. Okay. Oh, wait. So what's happening right here, right now? What's happening right here? I discovered the need to really focus on hair care when I gave myself an at-home haircut that went horribly wrong. I needed to find out how to grow out a pseudo mullet as soon as possible. And that is how I came across Kitsch. All of their products are designed to leave your hair damage-free and luxurious. They have satin pillowcases. They have time-saving towels. Kitsch just understands that hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Kitsch offers game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch's best sellers include satin pillowcases, my favorite, caps and eye masks, and by the way, that satin is vegan and cruelty-free, not like silk, which is made from silkworms. These are so amazing for your hair and your skin while you sleep. I'll get more into that in a second. Shampoo and conditioner bars. Yes, bars. Bottle-free beauty, honey. Heatless satin curling rollers. There are TikTok videos of people throwing away their $600 curlers for this, okay? Quick dry hair towels, and trust me, you do not want to be using your normal towel that you dry your body with anymore. You want to be using these towels. And don't forget, their classic hair ties and scrunchies. So I use their satin pillowcases, okay? That's what I use. I will never use a normal pillowcase again because not only is it good for the hair because it doesn't cause damage as you toss and turn and helps your hair grow long, like when you have a bad at-home haircut that you need to grow out, but it is amazing on your skin. Think of how you stuff your face into a pillow. Imagine a dry-ass pillowcase on that skin. No, no, you need satin. You need vegan cruelty-free satin for that. I also use their hair ties because I was damaging my hair so much. I like to put my hair up more often than I wear it down. And I was just getting clumps of hair coming out when I would be doing my hair, not when I use Kitsch. No, no. The scrunchies are made so they don't damage your hair. It's just covered in that satin. All right, listen up. 
Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting, for the family, your besties, and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year. Right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide, anywhere from 25% all the way up to 60%, all month in November, when you go to mykitsch.com slash she speaks. You heard it. Discounts up to 60% off certain items at mykitch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. Plus, Kitch has daily flash sales, unbelievable deals. So check back often. One more time, mykitch.com slash she speaks for huge holiday discounts. Everything you need for holiday gifting or to treat yourself. Now they now they reconvene back on the couch. They're Angie and um, Harrington and uh, what is audition rehearsal audition is done. And Angie Angie Harrington is literally sitting on Heather's lap. To which Jen says in her confessional, you might as well breastfeed her. Excuse me. Angie K knows what she's doing because she needs to keep this conversation going and she needs another confrontation. She asks Jen, she's like, are you feeling better? And Jen goes, yes. I'm not, I mean, I'm not feeling better, but I'm calm now. And then immediately starts crying to Angie about how that's her name. And how could Chris protect his family by hurting mine? Angie goes, I just love seeing you this raw. (laughs) They keep cutting over to Lisa, who's like, are you fucking, are you kidding me? And then in her confessional, she's like, this is unbelievable. Your husband created this page to troll me. Where's my apology? And yeah, actually, where is it? So then Jen confronts Heather and she's like, and Heather, you really hurt me because you came out there and you were like, oh, get over it. Heather's face? Terror. She's like, or, I mean, I, she looks really scared. And she's like, no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, that is not what, not at all. Her face distorts. And then Angie says to Jen, you have always been great to us. And then Lisa just like cannot take it. And Angie K makes his hand gesture like, let's just go. Let's wrap it up. Get out of here. So Lisa gets up to leave. But it's really like she doesn't make a real attempt to leave. She just kind of stands up to walk out. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And excuse me. And then to Angie goes, you can't just say sorry. And she goes, please, you bully everyone online. Lisa's like, no, I don't. I have one account and it's my face. Then Angie tries it. She goes, what did you just do on Twitter? And Lisa's like, she used her dad's death to lie about me. Which was, you know, kind of not wrong. (sighs) And then Heather says, You said you were my friend, and then you went on social media and showed that you were fake. Lisa, if you don't want the truth, then don't ask for the truth. And Heather says, the truth is you have no friends left, Lisa. Lisa looks towards production, too, and she goes, did you guys hear this? Heather just said I have no friends left. Who's not my friend here? Raise your hand. And Heather and Harrington raise their hands. You guys... You guys, I can't, dude. So Heather really thought, I think she really thought that other people were going to raise their hands. Who did she think was going to raise 
their hands. She assumed Meredith. She thought Meredith was going to raise their ha- raise her hand. Whitney? Jen? And you want to know why? Because they all had conversations going into this season. It goes back to this theory I've continually brought up. They had that reunion where they all were ganging up on Lisa. So they must have been on a group chat talking all this shit about Lisa. And sure enough, that is what they assumed was going to happen. They assumed they planned a takedown. So that is why Heather was confident in saying this. And it's also really shady if you think about it. If Heather was so confident in saying that you have no friends left, meaning that she assumed everyone was going to be doing this, isn't it then shady that she went to lunch with Lisa and was going to like make amends with Lisa when she assumed everyone was about to take her down? Isn't that like pussy then? It's like, okay, so you were confident enough to be like, you have no friends left, meaning We've all been talking shit about you. We're going to take you down. But then the first scene you film is with Lisa on good terms. That's two-faced. Does that make sense? I don't know if I made sense, but it made sense to me. And I'm going to keep it moving because we have a lot of the episode left to go. So then Lisa is like trying to do the thing where she's explaining like what she did. And she's, I, I crack up when Lisa tries to explain what's happening because she's like, look, you said that I text you like two days after your dad died, but that's like not true. And that's why I did that. But I shouldn't have posted that online. I, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But Heather's face is odd as Lisa's coming towards her. And Lisa does get the, get it wrong here. She tries to say that she was there for her, for Heather when her dad died. That is a reach. She wasn't. You know, like they weren't friends. And when Heather's dad is on hospice and she's like, I hope your dad's feeling better. Well, you know, no, you clearly aren't there for her. So that's a a reach. I think it's more fair to say, I didn't know what was going on with your dad. I had no idea. You weren't talking to me. So I just didn't simply know what was going on because we weren't on a good, we weren't in a good place, you know? But Heather, she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You cleared your name. I lied. And you're the best. And then she walks away. And so, you know, I, this is just the beginning of the Heather Unravel episode, which is kind of what this episode was, in my opinion. Okay. I know I said, I can't believe I'm saying this, you guys. Hold on. Sip of my Diet Coke. One second. Meredith's tub scene. I know I've said a million times I don't like these scenes. Why was I not? Oh, my God. I'm afraid to say this. Why was I not grossed out by this scene? I'm not kidding. And like, why do I now think that they actually have a good marriage? I feel like they've actually like I was not buying it. The Their first season, I was like, what is this bullshit? This is some staged shit but I'm actually like buying it (laughs) I maybe I'll change my mind but I somehow wasn't gross how was I not grossed out by this scene I don't know I really don't know you guys and I'm sorry I really am I do feel bad for the cameraman if you listen to my uh bonus episode 
which is the Q&A with an executive producer. She talks about how they definitely do like over the walkie will be like, I'm so sorry to the camera guy that has to film the scene. Uh, because she does keep foot putting her foot on his, as he puts it, taint. Um, why was I not grossed out by it? They just, it, I don't know. He just was funny and he wasn't annoying me per usual. I don't know, guys. Something's wrong with me, clearly. But anyway, Shirt's catching him up on the Heather, Jen, and Angie thing. She practically says that, you know, she's like, I know it's uncomfortable for Heather, you know, because she's practically blindly been supporting Jen. I don't know if I'm adding in the word blindly, but it felt like that's what she said. It was like the sentiment that she had behind her words, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, But her confessional look, Meredith, in this lilac dress and the dark hair is stunning. Much better. I don't really like the wet hair, red look thing, but this look is gorgeous and in this confessional she talks about how she knows what it's like to be stuck between two friends and they flash back to mary and lisa fighting at that like mexico night in zion last season and meredith's like and that didn't end well did it and this this scene ends cute seth suggests he's like they all just need to get in the bathtub with us and she, she's like, that's not normal. And he's like, do not kick, do not kick. And they have this cute little moment. I don't know. I'm now like full circle on these two. Crazy. See, everything changes and evolves. All right. Scene, the scene with Heather and Dre, they go to the beauty lab, second, beauty lab and laser second location site. It's just a chance for them to show it off, right? And Heather gives us the confessional, which is this very typical housewives confessional, which is like, this is my second chapter. And I just have so many amazing things going on. So I don't have time for petty bullshit. Classic, classic line, classic housewives. Uh, and she says, every time I try to do something positive with my friends, they lead with how I've done them wrong. What has always worked for me doesn't seem to be landing. Well, isn't that an interesting statement? Hmm. We will circle back. Lisa and John go to dinner. On their way in, Lisa tells John that she took she took Henry to run some errands or get a snack or something. And she's like, Henry's like, do not get out of the car. He wanted to open the door for me. Which I could see. But I could also see her making that up for cameras. They have, I don't know, I, I TBD on whether or not this was staged, but they have this Vita, Vita cocktail moment. I'll have the lavender cocktail, the Vita, the Vita lavender cocktail. It's like my favorite cocktail here. He's like, oh, it's our best seller. And then in her confessional, he has no idea that we own Vita tequila. And no, he's not on my payroll. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I believe it or not. I'm sure he has to know, right? He has to know the other owners. So she brings up her sister. uh, And she's like, I always said I grew up with a built-in friend group. And to have them so sad. And then she starts crying. 
sort of, makes me so sad. This bitch starts crying so easily. And so this is about John pleading with her to stop taking so much of this stuff on. And in his confessional, he's like, uh, yeah, her being there so much for her sisters takes a toll on us. And then, by the way, Lisa's food comes and it is a huge steak and a huge helping of mashed potatoes. I don't know. It caught my eye because I was hungry. Lisa starts crying. She's like, you know what, though, John? I've gotten away from my relationship with God. I feel like I've let that go a little bit. But John looks uncomfortable. I don't know if this was like for cameras and a storyline. And he's like, so because he he doesn't I feel like he doesn't know what to really do with his body. He's like, you feel like you've moved away from something because to me, you haven't. And then Lisa's like, no, to me, it's like solid. I know it's there. But I feel like for me, like, that's where I feel happiness and like peace. And then in her confessional, I'm very important to God. So when I don't feel like in that space, I don't feel like me. You guys, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) What the hell is this? We've never heard her really talk about how important her relationship is with God. Uh, I guess I believe it. Um, everyone else on this, I mean, we know that being Mormon is important to her. Um, she doesn't abide by all of the necessary Mormon practices though. So I just, I don't understand why Mormonism, why does it have to be Mormonism? It is such a problematic religion. It is oppressive. It's abusive. Um, yeah, so I, I don't understand this one. I can't get on board with it. Um, all right. Coach and Jen, they're like drinking tea, chatting about she, her voice is gone and she's telling him about how she was in her element at the audition. But then she tells coach about what happened with Shaw exposed and dude coach goes off. I mean, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can get it up to recreate it. I have it written down. No, yeah, I don't think I can because he goes off and I don't think I can, I don't think I can reenact it, but it's basically about how you've been beat up so much, which is the, what's the thing that's going to push you over the edge? You don't need one person that you know adding to that. And he, when he says, he's like, I'm a very forgiving person and I'm not forgiving that. I was like, oh, fuck, that's a big deal. But then when it's when Jen tells coach what Heather did, when she's like, Jen was like, just, Jen, just forgive them. They said, sorry. And coach is like, mm-mm, mm-mm, unacceptable. And then Thursday of that week, so like a day later, the next day, maybe two days later, Heather sent her flowers. And so what what does that indicate? It indicates she knows she did something wrong. Sending flowers is almost like a bad idea. It's like you shouldn't have sent the flowers because it's like, oh, so you do know you did something wrong. You shouldn't have sent those flowers because it shows 
you're guilty. I don't think that was the right move. Okay, basketball with Whitney and Lisa and their boys. Whitney's confessional is actually pretty telling. She says that Lisa's big sister energy used to trigger her and make her feel judged. But now she sees that actually Lisa cares a lot, but her words just get in the way. They, they play, they, when they play basketball, these are Lisa's sound bites. Ooh, nice fake. Oh, that was a little off. That was when she shoots the basketball and it goes nowhere near the hoop. Nice bounce pass. And then when they lose, she says to Brooke, she goes, okay, now that's teamwork. They beat us, but we still rocked, right? Lisa, you hear Whitney go, do you have your Diet Coke? She goes, yeah. And then they cut over and she's eating hot tamales, which was that you, they used to be my favorite candy. She's ridiculous. Whitney talks about Justin being Mr. Mom. It's so funny how like once a guy stops working, they grow out like the beard, like the shit, like they're like, I don't have to shave anymore. He should keep it. That should be his look because he, he's kind of got a weak chin and jawline. He should maintain this this five o'clock shadow vibe. It works for him. So Whitney's talking about how she's been processing her her family stuff and that she reaches out to Curtis a lot um, to keep her strong. And Lisa's like, it's funny that you brought that up because I just told John, I want a different relationship with God than I have. Uh, and Whitney's like, yeah, okay. And so then she says in her confessional that she doesn't have resentment for the church. I'm like, what? Yes, you do. You literally have talked about your resentment for the church multiple times. What? Uh, so I, I don't, what? Anyway, move off, moving off of that. Lisa talks about the Heather situation, though. And she makes a point that is valid. And I've also already seen this online, which is if you didn't use your dad to lie about me, I would never use your dad to tell the truth about me. And then, of course, she brings up like this whole like no one is your friend thing. You guys, that was bad. That was really bad. This is just proof that Heather just wants no one to be her friend. And she's Lisa's kind of spot on about Heather. And she's like, if, with Heather, if like she creates a narrative and if you disagree with it, she cuts you off. And yeah, pretty much. Right? I'm trying to think of an example of that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Whitney says that she's having... Okay, so this is... Whitney says she's having a hard time navigating like this break with Heather because they used to talk every day. Uh, but now that there's dis I kind of get this like when you have a friendship that's been nothing but basically good like clearly they've not had a fight really it's been nothing but good they've always gotten along but now they haven't talked a lot uh or at all and then something big happened Justin got fired I'm so Heather had to have known it was I knew okay I knew everyone knew we all knew it happened but Heather's claiming she, Heather's going to obviously claim she didn't know. And when Heather doesn't call and Whitney doesn't call to talk to her about it, you know, so it's like kind of vice versa. It's like she didn't reach out to Heather because she felt weird calling her. 
it's it, it's very much a confusing moment in a friendship when you've been really tight and then it, something big happens and you're like, do I call? Like, I don't know how to navigate this because life keeps happening when you're in a feud. And unless something huge, huge happens, like a death in the family or something that can bring you guys back together and just bygones be bygones. Like it's it's a lot. So she's having a very hard time with it. So then she goes over to Heather's, Whitney, Whitney does. And okay, this conversation, she starts, Whitney starts it off with, I'm not here to fight and we can talk through hard things, right? And she's like, I'm just wondering, you know, why I'm like, why am I chasing Heather down? And right away, Heather's like, "Uh oh, this is not going right. And she says, no, no, we're in this together, which translation is like, no, no, this scene is us making up and like, we're cool. Not you're not like I'm the bad guy. You're the good guy. You're the good friend. So Whitney talks about how she had uncovered childhood abuse and like the way Heather handled the situation in Arizona. But what Heather does admit she's like, I did a lot of shit wrong in Arizona. So then Whitney's like, okay, but then Justin got fired and I didn't hear from you. But Heather's like full. I can't tell if she really didn't know or if she's like, oh, my God, you're bringing this up on camera. I cannot tell. I I knew though. Like I knew. So I'm having a hard time buying that Heather, who's on social media a lot, you guys, she's on it all the time. She shares content creator shit. She shares fan stuff. She's tagged in things. How would you not have seen it? So I think she's more looking like shocked, like, Oh, shit, you're calling me out for that? So Whitney's like, I wanted to call, but there's been space. And so then Heather's like, I'm just confused because, you know, you had a whole dance routine and like we were cool. And so then Whitney's like, well, no, like you had an event and I wanted to show up for you as a friend. And now Heather's like, wait a minute. I'm now going to look like the bad guy and you're going to look like the good guy. She goes, I'm glad I had an event that you could show up for and be the hero. And I'm the asshole that ignored you for two weeks. See? Okay. Oh, I'm like, okay. Well, first of all, it's gaslighting because that's not what she said. Because she said, well, no, I mean, you show up for a friend. I showed up to be your friend. But now I'm talking about why I was hurt. And so in Whitney's confessional, she's like, this this is why I didn't want to talk to Heather because when things get uncomfortable, she shuts down and stops listening. And Heather, that they go back and forth a little bit and now Heather is now spiraling because she's doing the math in her head of like what conversations have been had. And then she goes, it's hard for Lisa to let things go too. Like, what the fuck? This is editing too, so things other things may have popped in for that to be more relevant. And Whitney was like, "Well, we were making good progress with Lisa. We," she says, "we." Uh, and now she's like, "And now shit, I'm thinking, how is this going to work for me?" 
And Heather's face is like, (gasps) you feel like you're stuck with your loyalty between Lisa and me? And Whitney goes, no, 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 no. Just like the whole Twitter thing came out of nowhere. And she's like, I was upset with her too. But I do, she also felt like she was defending herself. And I can't argue with that. And Heather's eyes get real wide here. She's like, and then so Whitney keeps going. She goes, we're not hearing Lisa's side of it. And then Heather goes, yeah, we're not Whitney. And then Whitney keeps going like she's being accused of being a liar. And Heather goes, she is a liar. She wasn't there for me when my dad died. And I love that you're bringing up how right she was when she hurt me. Listen to me. Okay, look, I ha- she Lisa was not there for Heather. Like not like no I would would you expect Lisa to be there for her? No. She wasn't there for her. That doesn't make any sense. And she goes, "Listen to me. Even though I'm good with my words, I also have feelings." And then she says, "You want to walk in and be like, not only are you a bad friend, but you also have completely ignored me in a huge crisis, which is unfair and untrue. And that crushes me to exploit me like that. Hmm. To make it look like I have ignored you and have not been there for you. Exploit. Hmm. This is very telling. And I don't want to sit here with you, my best friend and cousin. And the fact that you want to represent for her is so hurtful. And I wouldn't say she's representing for her, but I guess she is presenting the other side. So Heather would not ever imagine that in would come Whitney being like, well, you know, Lisa is just trying to defend herself. It's like, that's never how it's been ever, ever, ever. But Heather is reacting in a very big way, in a very paranoid way. When you think about it. And I mean, she, they are going back and forth. Whitney is trying to be like, no, no, I'm not saying I'm siding with her. But I'm, I'm just, uh, to be honest, I didn't really finish writing. I didn't, not finish. I didn't write out every bit of this dialogue because it was just kind of more of Heather sounding really paranoid, paranoid about how she was going to be interpreted and perceived, um, And that this scene wasn't what she thought it was. This scene wasn't Whitney showing up and saying, you know, we've we've got a distance between us, but let's get back to being friends. And Heather going, yeah, we're friends, which was probably all she thought had to happen. It the scene was, we haven't talked in two weeks. I showed up for your event because I love you, but you didn't call when Justin was fired, and. I'm hurting. I'm going through this thing where I've uncovered abuse in my childhood and you really mishandled it in Arizona and that really hurt me. Um, by now, I think after seeing the way she handled the no one is your friend thing and both Angie and her raised their hands, I'm pretty sure we can assume that that whole Lisa sucks dick for courtside seats thing wasn't a lie. So she's probably freaking out that that came out. Um, so this scene really did not go according to plan. So she is freaking out in her mind for real reasons because she feels now betrayed. But now she storms out of the scene and is mad at everybody. Production she storms out, shuts the room, shuts the door, comes out, 
Sorry, this feels very like I want to be Lisa Barlow, but I'm sure she just really was taking her mic off. Like she says, I've done my job today. And like, thanks to everyone for being here. Goodbye. And then goes back in and like pushes, literally pushes Whitney out of the way, pushes her physically out of the way. Which, by the way, if anyone else did that, think about it. Like if Jen did that, we'd be up in arms. If Jen physically touched anybody to move them out of the way, we'd be really, really mad. So, I thought I'd have more to say about this episode, but as I went through this recap, it wasn't as exciting as I thought. Um, Next week, we have them all singing in the choir. Everybody's there. And then Lisa asking Heather point blank, do you like me? And Angie K is going to tell Jen that Dana said she was bullying Angie Harrington, which then leads Jen to not invite her to the San Diego trip and then freaking out at at some event. She's at some like that. It looks like the same place Meredith and Jen went. She's freaking out at that thing, like, you know, doing a Jen freak out. Like, I'm not going to be a part of this. I don't even, like, are those even scenes to tease us with anymore? You know, is it even like a tease scene? Like, oh, no, Jen's going to freak out and run away from the cameras. Is that even a scene that we need to be like, wow, tuning in? Because I don't, I actually don't like those moments because they happen so frequently and we get nowhere. I'm like, oh, great. Now we're going to have to like pull her out of a bathroom because she's crying. And you hear her be like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. Oh, I just like sounded like her, didn't I? Ew. That's, I, I don't like those scenes. So I don't know. If that's going to be the big confrontation, then whoopity fucking do. But okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure Heather is showing her true colors. And the real ones have seen it. Because you can't be that. I literally loved Heather her first season when she was. Remember when Jen, as if you don't remember, when Jen freaks out at Whitney's 20s party and uh, Heather's helping her. And she's like on the phone with Sharif trying to figure out where she where he is. She's like, OK, just look for look for the flapper with cankles. I'm like, that's my girl. That's my girl right there. I was all about her, but you know, things change. And I was like, wait a minute here. Hold on a second. So yeah, well, we shall see how this plays out on the show. At least we do know that Angie Harrington is still alive and kicking in this friend group because Meredith and Heather post with her all the time. I don't know for if, Jen is in those posts, though. Actually, that's a good point. Let me go. I need to dig back through their Instagrams and see if if uh, Jen is cool with Angie Harrington. But Angie Harrington's just annoying to me. Sorry if you like her, but I don't like her. I liked Angie K a lot. I, I saw the notes that she's thirsty, but I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her reads I thought she was smooth even though it was a pretty wild scene so I I liked it but anyway all right that wraps me up I thought this was going to be a lot longer and I thought I would have more to say but I guess not um all right 
for watching on YouTube. Don't forget to like this video and love you guys. Mean it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye.